What up, what up, what up, though? This is Chef Moore, and this is Cushion Solutions. This episode is brought to you by Hidden Flavors, where you turn every meal into a vibe. The sauce of the day is honey gold. Check out www.hempflavors.com for, de- for details. Today's topic will be mental illness and mental health, or essentially mental awareness. I'll be letting my listeners learn a little bit about myself and my situation, my story when it comes to mental health, um, as it pertains to mental health uh, in, in it all. Um, okay, so I'm going to start this story back off uh, when I was in high school. Um, everybody know me, you know I was dating, a, uh, when I was in high school, I was dating a woman named uh, Janelle Marable. Um, me and her, we dated for about five years, you know, until, uh, we got to high school. Uh, I mean, until, you know, almost to, well, to senior year, you know, about to graduate. Um, a day before my birthday, uh, Deja ended up passing. She had a, um, a extremely rare, um, bacteria infection, I believe it was, that affected her organs, uh, killed her in three days, you know, um. This situation totally, totally threw me off guard, you know. Um, threw me off guard to the point where I couldn't handle it. Only thing I can, it felt like somebody just took a knife, just like stabbed me in my chest and my heart, and just, it just felt like somebody just put a knife in my chest and just like twisting it, twisting it, twisting it. And it, it affected me so bad that I actually had a uh, physical pain. I threw up, nose started bleeding. Um, it was just a horrible, you know, type of ordeal. But um, that night, that pain was so unbearable, um, so 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 unbearable. Um, I, I got down on my knees and I prayed to God. I said, "God, can you please just just take this this situation away from me? You know, the pain is too, you know, it's too hard. It's too deep. You know, my relationship with God it was okay, but it wasn't you know what it is to be today. And uh, went to sleep. Next morning, I felt relief." You know, and um, next day was my birthday, and uh, what was uh, the funny thing is, uh, I seen Deja several days prior to um, excuse me one second, prior to her passing, because I bought her some shoes, so wore some boots for her birthday. I wanted to, um, I wanted her to see the shoes or not, you know. And I bought the, uh, I bought her shoes for Christmas and you know, boots for Christmas, and I want her to see the boots. So I, you know, came over and showed her, and she ended up giving me a hundred and twenty dollars um, for a pair of shoes or a tattoo for my 18th birthday. Um, so sitting there, whatever, and um, let's say two days later, find out from one of my partners um, that she had died because he was dating uh, at the time with his it's his wife now, but he was dating his girlfriend, which is her god sister at the time. He called me when I was at a party. Um, you know, threw me, you know, threw it off, whatever have you. But, um, I gotta say, um, after, you know, uh, she passed, you know, prayed to God, helped me, whatever situation. Next day, I felt a, a huge, huge, huge sigh of relief, you know. Um, the pain was gone, which I think, which I thought, uh, pain was gone the uh, next day. It felt like it was just relief, you know. Next day, I'm just, God, just thank you, you know. Um, I couldn't deal with that pain, you know. God, just thank you, you know. So I almost kind of like, 
almost like written it off, you know, kind of like not necessarily written off because it was extremely trauma, but I kind of tried to oppose a dealing with my emotions and how I was feeling and embracing those, um, those feelings I was having. I put them off till those feelings became dormant. You know, I didn't address the feelings. I didn't address, you know, how I was feeling about it. Um, I almost essentially kept on moving on with life as you would look and see, you know, look at me from the outside, you know, I was kind of trying to move on. I wasn't trying to, you know, um, to, um, allow myself to be in that realm because that pain was so deep that I was feeling. So, um, fast forward a couple of years. Well, well, I'm sorry. Let's go back before she passed earlier that year, my mother, you know, she, that's my best friend, you know, um, you know, my mother, that was my best friend before she passed. She ended up having a stroke, even though she was still living with us, you know, it affected her communication where she couldn't, you know, verbally, you know, say full sentences, you know, and each time I had a problem with issue, concern, I called my mom, you know, she'd kind of get my head leveled out, you know what I mean? So it went from the point where I had Deja and my mom, you know, my mom, she had the stroke where the communication aspect was off. So I was, you know, I couldn't talk to her like I wanted to. Then I had the fact that Deja died um, on me. You know what I mean? I had both those type of feelings of vibration on me, but I'm still, you know, like I said, I don't, you know, black folks, we don't, we don't talk about uh, therapy. We don't talk about counseling or whatever, even though my dad, he stepped up, he, he, he was there for me for the degree that he could be, you know, man, we had a little sentimental moment and shit where he came in, you know, hugged me, we cried, whatever, when she passed, whatnot, you know, but pretty much after that, it was no, no talking about it, you know what I mean, it was pretty much no healing, it was no addressing the feelings that I was having from it, you know, I was trying to kind of, I was trying to go there, you know what I mean, I don't want to be, you know, had that pain, you know what I mean, I'm, at the time, I'm thinking, God, help you know you know which god did but um i those feelings i was having from it because this trauma was so grave that i experienced i needed to talk to somebody about it i you know i'm 18 years old you know what i mean i i this shit ain't never happened to me before you know i mean i never experienced life from the degree of magnitude which i felt like it was thrown at me so closing through life um i went to college um, i was at uh, alabama a&m and um, at the time, it was a um, you know down there you know new experience and everything else. It's a it was a fraternity. I'm not gonna say their name, but um, it was a fraternity that I was you know doing essentially underground line um, work with. You know what I mean to try to pledge into that fraternity. You know what I mean. So you know we were doing our little works, whatever have you. I had in my mind that I'm going to become you know whatever uh, just you know this frat that I was patronizing, it was patronizing me, I said my mind that I'm going to become this, you know, regardless of whatever have you. So, um, fast forward, 2009. Um, you know, like I said, I'm moving on in life. My father opened up a restaurant. I miss a sous chef down there, you know. I figured things are going, going good, you know. I'm going in the life I want to. I always love to cook, you know what I mean? So, I'm going to go, you know, pursue it. It came to a point where... We were at the restaurant, and um, one day, all of those feelings and emotions and all of the things I felt for so many years came on top of me at once, and I completely, completely snapped. Um, I had 
different forms of insecurities um, or I had, which I was diagnosed at the time, but I get to that a little later. I was diagnosed with is uh, acute depression. Um, I was suicidal at the time. I had a gun. I had it about to point it towards my head, you know. Um, it was like really, really, really back, but I could not identify like what it was coming from when it was when I was experiencing it, you know, I'm looking at it, oh God this, God that, whatever have you, you know, opposed to looking and turning like, okay, Chris, you know, where I understand it now, I'm supposed to go look inward to see problems to try to fix them. I try to put that energy outwards opposed to directed that energy I had outwards opposed to inward to figure out my, my issues. So um I had a scenario, a situation that happened with my father's restaurant where I felt like I was not um, treated fairly, you know what I mean? And that one small in particular situation blew up to the point where I felt so small with everything in my life, the, all the negative parts of me was magnified in my mind, you know, to you're not good enough, you can't do this, um, you know, nobody loves you, nobody, oh, you know, all of those negative type of um, feelings, you know, came out of me and it just became, it was just like, it was just on top of me. You could look in my eyes and just tell that I was hurting, you know, it was, you could tell I was just, you know, in a messed up uh, mental state, you know what I mean, all the way around. But like I said, at the time, I still couldn't figure out what was the issue, you know, like I said, because from after that next day, I kept trying to move, you know, from when, you know, Deja died and all the trauma that I experienced. I kept trying to move, but I didn't know these issues. So, like I say, fast forward, um, it was on my birthday, actually my 21st birthday. You know, as I said before, I was on this um, fraternity. You know, I was on like an underground line with this fraternity and they, you know, got different words. They saying different things to me. You know what I mean? They got my mind. Okay, this is what I'm about to be. This is what I'm about to do. This is where I am. It just so happened that I was dealing with that fraternity during the time that I snapped. So my mind was like, my mind for some reason, <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. I woke up when I turned 21 and said, hey, you're a blank, whatever, whatever the uh, fraternity, the people who um, know me, who's, who know the situation, is probably going to uh, laugh, whatever, have you, or they're probably getting mad, I don't give a fuck, whatever. But, you know, so, I end up, my mind for, said, it seemed like it was like, my mind snapped from from being a victim to, I'm, you know, I, I, I can't, I'm still trying to, you know, figure out, the, you know, different reasons or different, you know, particulars around, around why this, you know, situation happened you know, in itself, but, uh, like I say, when I, I snapped, it seemed like, um, I went through hell, you know, it went to the point where I was embarrassed to the point where I had no control over myself, you know, it was just like everything from the, that was, I swept under the rug was coming out, you know what I mean, everything I was doing, everything I hid, you know, everything from the internal, it was like a big ass explosion that came out, and it, it came out in a form of embarrassment, you know, from me, you know, falsely claiming this organization, you know, I went to the extent, put it on my Facebook, because my mind, you couldn't tell me in my mind that I wasn't it, you know, I'm thinking 
shit that, you know, shit, life done got them, that shit done got them haze me, you know what I mean? Shit, this is mine, you know what I mean? It was just, life done put me through this, you know, I, this is God, you know, wanted me to be in this situation because there was like the, the, the organization, they was having a, a party on my birthday, so my mind just so happened to conceptualize and say, hey, you know, this is it, you know, this is part of the process and so on and so forth, you know, and it was just like a, a big ass phase where I was just kind of like being led. It wasn't, I wasn't essentially control of like my body and my mental at the time, you know, so anything I felt that, you know, there was, there was for me at that time, I went towards, you know, I felt like, you know, that organization was mine. So I took it and I embraced it fully. And, um, it was this girl that I was, um, I wasn't even, it wasn't even, that serious um we wasn't even that serious with you know what i mean we was we had our little um i guess lustful form of relationship you know what i mean but i end up doing crazy shit proposing to this girl because my mind told me that you need to sit down have your family do this the girl that you're smashing you need to go say hey you want to be married to me so oh my 21st birthday is so crazy so crazy so wild Oh my God, it was so wild to the point where, like I say, 21st birthday, you know, told me, you know, this, whatever it was, whatever energy, whatever type of mind frame I had, told me, shave your head, you know what I mean? So shave my head, shave my head, my face, everything else. I go over to this girl house, um, I got this um, shirt on, <laughs> this, this this fucked up looking, she got her mama and her goddamn folks in her goddamn liberal talking, you know what I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I had a, before last night, she see me, my face is full, I had a beard, haircut, you know, Chris, I come in the house, get down with me, one knee, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> but, but for some reason I don't know what the what the was this spirit was was trying to do intentions was was trying to you know embarrass me but it told me to say and I'm thinking that you know my mind I'm thinking that this is part of the initiation this is part of the process they're gonna come out behind some goddamn <laughs> behind some trees or something you know what I mean say hey surprise you made it into this organization because like I say they was messing with me beforehand had me do this do that so and so forth so um Oh my goodness, but um, you know, come from there, you know, and leave there, you know. I'm still at, at this time. I haven't been diagnosed with anything. I'm just basically, uh, um, I got this. I'm doing every part of my life. There's so many things I can't even remember because I was like anything that popped up on my mind. I was going to do. You know, what I mean, I didn't think it out at all. I didn't think three, four steps. It was just basically, I was all the way broke down to the complete lowest point of myself where I couldn't hold anything else anything in I couldn't conceptualize correctly I couldn't think properly all the way around to the point where like I guess uh when we was at the restaurant I get to the suicidal issue I get to the restroom you know I didn't act to the fool you know I about a week straight I didn't act to the fool did all this crazy ass shit then I'm realizing like nigga you did, did all this shit for fucking no reason you know what i mean like i came out the la la land almost to realize to say nigga this shit ain't real you know what i mean all the the proposing and the the pledging and the doing this and doing that this ain't real and what that caused me to do is say you know caused me to go to a deep deeper depression 
We had a restaurant. My dad had a little, uh, I think it was a 45. It could have been a nine at the restaurant at the time. I knew where it was at because we talked about it a few times, you know what I mean, just in case somebody robbed us. I went inside the office building, and he had it, like, up, up top on the ceiling, you know what I mean? So he had to get on the chair to go up top to go get it. So I went up there, grabbed a gun, and I had it to my head, you know what I mean? I'm like, man, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't deserve, you know, I don't deserve to be here. I can't live, you know, you know, basically, you know, feeling sorry for myself, you know, you know, feeling like I'm a victim, you know, on the, the negative side of the perspective, you know what I mean? So something told me, you know, like I said, I'm listening to this, what I, what I could conceptualized to be the spirit the spirit said step outside so I got this gun in my hand you know like Jared to my dad my mama I mean to my dad everybody I love him about to kill myself whatever so I'm about to do it Jared grabbed my dad's friend he grabbed a gun out of my hand no see more we ain't doing that shit whatever he going to the motherfucking office call my dad crying and shit talking about man you need to come get your motherfucking son man <laughs> Like I said, I'm waking the fuck out. So my dad, he's at the store. He rushed the fuck to the restaurant. You know, he telling the situation, everything else. You know what I mean? So um, he, what he do? He hop up. You know, take me to the hospital. You know what I mean? We, he flying down the street. He's just, Chris, you right, man? You got this. So at this time, whatever energy, spirit, demon, whatever you want to conceptually call it, this was, you know, basically on my back. You know, like the words, what I'm saying. I'm waking out. I'm taking it back of the seat when he taking me close to get me to the hospital i'm taking the back of the goddamn uh a chair arm smashing it hitting it you know what i mean hitting the windows and shit my dad just me and my dad was talking about this not too long ago when i was in detroit about it was he told me when i was riding down there he's like when we was riding down there he was like dave you did this to me dave you and your friend did this to me dave you guys put me in this situation you the one who caused me like this dave you know like i said something that was totally out of like my like like it was like something like i said it was something totally out of like out of me you know what i mean it's like i couldn't control it it was just everything on the internal was was coming the fuck out you know what i mean it might have came out it just came out inadvertently opposed to you know i'll get to that later so we go to the hospital and uh we get to the hospital you know by that time i'm completely goddamn cuckoo case you know what i mean i'm motherfucking jumping the fuck up my auntie coming there with all black on like <laughs> she's like they do the exorcist and shit with a bible and a holy water and shit she throw his head over me and shit i rebuke you satan i rebuke you satan she ended up getting banned from the hospital and shit because she didn't goddamn agitated me and did all the other crazy ass shit you know and they end up having to give me a shot you know what i mean giving me a shot to induce me you know what i mean so Later on night, I wake up, and I'm in a motherfucking mental house, you know what I mean? I'm in a bitch with, you know, basically all motherfucking legal motherfucking, you know, crazy people, you know what I mean? So, by this time when I wake up, you know, I'm kind of coming to a little bit. I'm starting to come, you know, myself a little bit before I had, the, you know, the mental break. And I look up, and it was a woman that I know. I'm not going to mention her name as well, too. It's a woman that I know. She's a nursing, say, a nursing assistant inside the facility. So we talk like, Chris, what's going on? And I'm telling this situation, whatever, you know what I mean? And she understand, and she tell me she's going to take care of me, whatever, whatever. So I'm going through that. So all this <laughs> so wild. So during the course, I'm in, there, I'm in there for about, I'm in there for Christmas. You know, because like it happened on my birthday, my birthday, December 16th. I was in there for about, Two and a half weeks. I was I missed Christmas that year. 
I miss first of the year, you know what I mean? I miss all those festivities during the time inside of the, you know, mental facility. So it, um, when I was down there, you know, first, you know, I'm, um, you know, just, you know, looking, you know, just in wow and awe, like, how the fuck did I get here? You know what I mean? Trying to kind of pick up the pieces, you know what I mean? Then after that, it felt like I was at ground zero you know what i mean where i had no you know what i mean i feel like everything that was on me everything that was bothering me was just out you know what i mean i had nothing else to talk about any deals because everything i felt was you know kind of expressed through whatever i had you know what i mean so it now it comes to a point where i'm you know every day i gotta live with the individuals that's around me so i get people coming here this on the same type of note that I was on, but they was on. They be they were screaming and cussing all that stuff from years. I had an episode where I'm doing it for about maybe a couple of days a week or whatever. But these folks is on that type of note consistently. You know what I mean? So I'm watching out for these people. It's four or five people in the room with us and shit. You know what I mean? And he's they got people coming in every day, waking the fuck out. So I'm goddamn gotta sleep with my eye open because these niggas thinking these niggas gonna jump the fuck up and take me out. You know for no real reason because these motherfuckers they. You can't control it. You can talk to them all you want to. You can say whatever. Only thing they understand that damn that needle, you know what I mean? And they, you know, and their arm. I'm not going to say at the time, you know, from what I'm understanding, the only thing they could understand was that needle in their arm to, you know, it, it basically sedate them, you know what I mean? Because, you know, they, like with me, they were de- dealing with different forms of depressions. They, did, they didn't relieve or get off at a long time and they, and they build it up and they end up, um, and coming out on a bad, you know what I mean, coming out in like a negative type of experience. So, after that, you know, situation, I had, oh, let me go back to this. I'm, during the course of that, I had some cars in there, you know, the nurses and everybody else, they seen that, okay, he just dealt with this, you know what I mean, uh, he's gonna, you know, kind of hop back on it. So, they looking for me to kind of help them facilitate and bring all the other people together you know what i mean so they can kind of come out like a depressed type of slump you know what i mean or a type of you know that type of feel you know so i'm talking to everybody on a day-to-day basis you know i'm telling them my story i'm telling them what i'm dealing with they come in with their problems you know i'm trying to figure out their problems whatever have you i had these folks in there playing spades man i had these folks in that bad boy playing goddamn spades and dominoes and everything else these folks was going from sedating these folks to not to having everybody in their room to with wreck room like you had like wreck time and shit like that with these folks coming out there running to play spades you know what i mean dude old cat man i think his name is mr omar or mr jerry you know what i mean he's like yeah i know about some spades young folk let's get this shit cracking <laughs> you know what i mean it was a he was just a he was just a cool ass cat you know what i mean but like like the individuals that i met and i talked to during that course, you know what I mean, they was telling me basically the same things, you know what I mean, they was dealing with, you know, expression problems, you know what I mean, and I've noticed with a lot of people, when they, you know, create pain in their life, it's because they want to be heard, you know, is the fact that they're basically feeling invisible, you know, a lot of people go through life, you know, they, you know, having problems, issues, it seems like nobody is listening, nobody cares, nobody pays attention to them, it seems like they it don't, you know, it seems like they're just going in the same kind of rat race or same type of hamster wheel, and they're not advancing in life, you know, so, well, let's go outside of, you know, after, you know, um, what happened from, you know, when I uh, went to the mental institution. After I went to the mental institution, I got on the extreme, extreme hard, you know, extremely hard spiritual journey to the point where, you know, I'm in the Bible every single day, reading it in and out, back and forth, left and right. 
And um, which I won't get into here, you know what I mean? But I did not stay into the Bible for too long, you know. I basically ventured out to other religions to get God's perspective overall because once I went through that mental breakdown, I, I read in a post before and a lot of individuals they say a mental uh, breakdown is a spiritual breakthrough. So when I went through that breakdown, I realized a lot of shit don't matter. You know what I mean? A lot of things that we, you know, feel is important and things that matter, you know what I mean? It's, it really does not matter at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like far as different titles or associations or all the other type of stuff, you know, a lot of that stuff do not matter. It only matters, you know what I mean, about the the energy that you're feeling and the energy that you're giving. You know what I mean? That's essentially um, what really matters. So, but when I, I, you know, I study, you know, you know, different religions, you know, just trying to learn God, you know, because like I said, I went through this crazy experience. I want to know why I went through a fucking breakdown. I want to know why all this type of stuff happened, blah, 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 blah. So that got me hungry looking for God, you know, for, but far as socially, all the people that was around me, they kind of shied away from me because they didn't want to know, be known as an individual, you know, um, that, you know, the associate with the person is crazy or whatever have you. So, you know, which uh, actually made me stronger because when I went through that situation, a lot of people, a lot of situ uh, a lot of people that I felt was with me in one degree, I realized who they were and, you know, and, um, their importance in my life. I, I realized the people that was wrote that rode with me when I was going through that type of situation. I kind of realized who is who and what is what when I went to that lowest form. You know what I mean? Because you know the people, like I said, that that you know said it was gonna ride for me. They didn't ride for me. I went down there. Nobody cared. You know, I had to break down. It was very seldom somebody came to talk to talk. You know, to me about like, hey Chris, you know, whatever, whatever, blase, blase. It's people who talked about me, but nobody who sit down and actually, you know, say, hey, let me go figure out what's wrong with this man and let me see if I can kind of try to help him. It might be from the fact that they may not know how to deal with this type of, you know, experience. It might be the fact that, you know, um, I'm not sure what it was, but I it made me stronger because it made me realize that, you know, I'm in this life by myself, you know. It don't matter if a person with me, if a person not with me, um, I still got to get whatever I, you know, need to get taken care of you know what i mean i can't depend on nobody else to be able to be there for me you know but it's it's a whole slew of information and knowledge that i learned from that breakdown you know um that i'm um that was extremely um humbling you know at the time i felt like it was the worst situation in the world you know what i mean from like just the embarrassment aspect you know what i mean or just from the mental uh just the mental illness stigma itself but now i use that testimony you know that that kind of that story that i went through to tell the testimony that no matter what you go through you you can be able to persevere and god better use you and utilize you from that show i mean i'm sorry from that um episode that i had you know, as far as going to the, uh, you know, the mental institution, things of that nature, I went from, you know, owning my own restaurants, you know, to competing on, you know, the Food Network on Chop, you know, working in Martha's Vineyard, you know, as a, you know, executive sous chef, sous chef, um, working for some really, really, you know, high class um, restaurant, you know, uh, restauranteurs, you know what I mean, restaurateurs, you know, and this real high class individual, like I cook for Barack Obama, Michelle Obama on several occasions. Um, I've done pretty much any goal 
or any tests or anything that, you know, um, said I want to do, I completed it, you know, so I have to constantly make up new goals or new, um, you know, ideas to be able to, to accomplish because everything now is like, I know I have tunnel vision, you know, once I got everything out of me from that little breakdown I had, I know what's important, you know what I mean? So it doesn't matter. No, nothing nobody can say can um at this point can make me feel worse than i felt at that time you know what i mean no thing so when people will then make like a sneak this or say i can't do this or say that i can't do that my 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 vision is so fucking sharp to the point where that shit doesn't matter because i understand who you are and i understand you know essentially you know my position in fact that people are going to feel this type of way you know what i mean i feel I, I know people are going to um have forms of doubt that's human nature you know what i mean especially when you go through things like i said that i've been through from as far as like the embarrassment like the people that know me they you know they might have heard stories from these people but they don't know what it is they probably took different words you know other people were for it but this essentially was kind of the thing that kind of you know it 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 did a lot to me, you know what I mean? Far as, you know, just, you know, far as like, um, like my pride, my confidence, it, it went down initially, but then when I built it up, it was built, you know, all through God, you know, cause every single action I was doing, I was searching God first, you know, before it wasn't as much, you know, I search him every once in a while, but after that mental breakdown, I had to search God in every single aspect to know for sure I'm going in the right direction. I don't want to go back to where I was at, God. God, tell me where I'm supposed to go. And every single time God's been current or God's been, you know, um, God's been pulled, moved me in the right direction. And like that, that I know it may sound cliche, but what they mean when they say like got to give you double for your trouble, it, it's really true because you. But only way it would be true if you believe it. You know you have to understand that the experience that you have is through purpose. You know uh, you don't have any experience in your life for without a purpose. You know if you live in any form of God or any form of, um, you know if you live up any any form of higher power you know that you're going to have a form of testimony. You know, you're going to get tested in different avenues. You know, you know, you're going to go, you're going to have to grow through something. You can't just get whatever you want off rip. You're going to have to grow through something and learn and get experience. And you're going to have to be able to, um, the more you want out of life, the, the experience is going to be way, way, way harder, way tougher. You know what I mean? So you want something huge, expect to go through something huge because you, it, the energy from you going through it is going to be able to transfer with you to the next next road, you know, through whatever else you're experiencing. So just know if you want to have this million billion dollar companies and, you know, you know, be a business owner or whatever you want, this has a lot of weight to it. Just know that you're going to go through something that's going to have the similar weight to see if you are, you know, serious about whatever you're going through. You know what I mean? Are you serious about serving God? Because even when, when I broke down, I, I, uh, <laughs> um, it's not funny, but when I broke down, I told God, uh, this is within the midst of me breaking down. You know, I was essentially giving my life away. I said, God, uh, I'll sacrifice my mind, body, and soul to you. You know, I said, God, I'll sacrifice every part of me just so I can feel something because my whole entire life. I always been looked over, you know, I felt I looked got looked over, you know, I wasn't appreciated to, you know, like I like I um should be or I feel like 
I wasn't just represented in the way that I know I'm supposed to be. And I just asked God, like, this, I want to be, I just want to feel something. You know what I mean? I want to be able to, I want to be able to know that I'm going in the right direction. You know, so when I sacrifice my life to God is in its entirety, you know, mind, body, and soul, I went through a lot of changes, you know, as that sacrifice, you know, for me to be able to grasp or attain or even be at the point where I'm at now, you know, even though I'm not done yet, I'm not even, I haven't even scratched the surface of what I'm going, you know, where I'm going, but I know for a fact that this is all God's plans, you know, I know for a fact that I went through the breakdown testimony to let other people know who went through depression, who went through PTSD or different issues or situations let you know that there is always a plan it's, it's always going to be a fucking rainbow at the end of the tunnel but you are not going to find that rainbow at the tunnel continuously feeling sorry for yourself that's one thing that i did i felt sorry for myself and i victimized myself to the point where i couldn't see god because god is mind is up high god mind is you are the best you are the cream of the crop you know you go through this experience to be a stronger if you end up being at the bottom half of that mentality that's where the depression comes from and you're saying oh i ain't this oh i'm not good enough i'm not that i'm not this but you have to realize that you are a unique individual it's only one of you in this entire world you know your kid's not even you your mama's not you your daddy's not you so if you got your own individual tailor-made life god has an own individual tailor-made plan for that life but you have to stay on that on the higher side you know you have you hear um, you might hear um, a lot of people talking about the higher consciousness and the lowest consciousness of an individual. The higher consciousness where we conceptualize to be God, you know, that's the, I can do this. I'm, you know, I'm the best, you know, I'm optimistic, you know, I I can achieve anything that's in front of my face. The lower consciousness is the, I can't do this. I'm a victim of my circumstances. I'm pessimistic. Um, I have doubt, things of that nature. You have to be able to recognize when you are in the pessimistic area or the lower, you know, the lower half or your the lower, uh, excuse me, your lower consciousness or your higher consciousness. You know, you have to be able to understand it's going to be a balance. You don't have to create a balance between both of them. It's, you cannot not go experience both of them, but what you have to do is what you have to experience is balance in between them because the lower consciousness it almost acts as like a um it almost like kind of watches your back you know what i mean to make sure that you get all your ducks in a row you know what i mean even though you live with your higher consciousness is saying you can achieve all this god puts you here for a reason but the lower consciousness almost keeps you humble in a sense and it keeps you to let you know that all this can be lost in one time but if you don't you know all the, everything can be lost if you don't keep your mind or you don't keep your um head to god or you don't keep your head on the prize or the purpose of things of that nature so they both work hand in hand but you don't want to get it where it's either too top or too too bottom heavy you don't want to be in your higher consciousness too much and you don't you forget the fact that god can take everything away you don't want to be in your lower consciousness too much because you end up getting filled with depression anxiety stress doubt all these things that end up keep you in the same spot the definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing expecting different results to happen so if you continue to think the exact same way about the same problem and you're not learning that you have to think about another think about it the opposite way you can continue to see the light the same way if you keep on dealing with stress and you know all these things with a negative type of stigma 
you're going to stay in there, you know, and um, that's not that's that's not God's intentions for your life. God puts his experience for you for you to be able to grow from, you know, um, look at it from a seed. You know what I mean? Um, when you got a seed in the ground, it start off, you know, small little point for it to be able to grow. You had to it had to have that seed had to form some form of friction for that seed to crack. You understand that friction cracks and the seed is able to grow through every form of that growth throughout that seed is, you know, throughout that seed's life is, is dealing with adversity. The soil, the time, the wind, the water, those are going to be the experiences that you're going to have to do, you know, have to deal with and be able to have to manage to be able to go to the top and ride, you know, and reach the sun as would you have trees, you know, as a resemblance of it. You know what I mean? You start off at one small point, you can go high, you know, highest you can go. You know what I mean? The sun is basically... Your God, you know, the sun, if the sun were to go today, everybody in the world would go with it. You know, that's the real son of God, the S-U-N, you know, um, but a lot of people took different books and they, to show kids how God works, they, per, you know, personified it, you know what I mean? So opposed to have the S-U-N with kids and, you know, fools and people just in general not understanding, they took it from S-U-N, they took it and put it to a person, you know what I mean, for people to be able to understand how to live, you know, how to live life, you know what I mean? So, um, but everything, every experience, everything you're dealing with, no matter what it is, is for a higher purpose, it's for a higher cause, if you allow it to be. This world is so big, so fast, so large and beautiful to the fact that you can see whatever you want to see in life. If you want to see fucked up ass shit in life, you'll see fucked up ass shit. If you want to see great shit in life, you'll see great shit in life. But it's going to be you who controls the narrative. You know, you hear a lot of people say, you know, you know, you're the captain of your soul, master your fate. You know, um, you control, you know, how you want to see it. It, it might you know, cough, you do a certain levels of mental training, you know what I mean, to be able to get your mind strong enough to fight out those negative type of, you know, those negative uh, voices that's in your head, those doubtful, you know, voices that's in your head, you know, just from, you know, people, you know, or just from what you've been experiencing in life, but you ultimately have that responsibility and, and you have to take accountability for all your actions. You can't say, oh, I'm like this because of my mama. I'm like this because of my daddy. I'm like this because of my cousin. I'm like this because of my grandma. None of that stuff because you have your own individual life. You can choose to learn from them. You know, if they did things wrong. It's going to be, your, and you recognize that you have to be mature enough or spirit, spiritually mature enough to recognize that you you have to, you know, you're not going to allow this to happen to the next generation to come after you. So say you feel like your parents should have did this, they should have did that for you and you recognize that you have to learn the information and make sure your kids don't experience this. That's how you break the chains. You know, that's how you break the chains of the chains of ignorance that come from like, you know, essentially generational curses, you know, because generation curses are basically, you know, forms of ignorance that's not talked about, you know, that's ran away from, you know, and if we, you know, shine a light on the things that we're ignorant of, we can be able to see how God's been working in our life in our favor forever a lot of people like to take the idea of god and make it like allegory you know opposed to you know having like in real life you know they don't they like to tell you a story with god opposed to show you how god works in real life if god works in real life where you had 
a light bill due and just two hundred and forty one dollars and you just so happen to hit the you know hit a casino for two fifty. God, you know what I mean? Or you just had you know, you had an emergency, you know, your guard your car just your car just ran out of gas and somebody just came right behind you with a goddamn gas can to look out for you. You know what I mean? Those are you know, those type of experiences, if you look at that type of stuff and you appreciate those type of things, you'll be able to see God working in real time. But we don't appreciate those things. We give our we think that God lives in heaven or we think God lives in another place besides here. And that's the reason why the quote unquote devil could take over here because we don't appreciate you know, the guy in our real life, you know, because we always want something more. We never satisfied with what we ask for. We might ask for something, but we want more. We ask for this, but we want more. We don't show enough gratitude for the most high and what he's in what, you know, um, you know, they do for you as an individual and in your life and your individual experiences. So in regards to the mental health uh, situation you have to understand anybody who's going through any form of depression any form of anxiety stress any form anything with a negative form of action you have to understand that there's always there's going to be a purpose for this it's a, you have to just break down and just take five minutes and just meditate on your day meditate on you know um the situation the experiences look at it from more than one side look at it from the negative point of view then look at it from the positive point of view always take that positive point of view you want to hear the negative so you can stay away from these type of experiences again but you have a negative situation you always you know you can always turn to a positive but it's going to be you to you know um this basically in charge of doing that nobody's going to do it your life is just not going to mysteriously happen in one day everything's going to be different you're going to be happy you're going to be out of depression no it's, it doesn't work like that you're going to have to take it one day at a time every single day and try your hardest be your damnness to be better than you were yesterday if you don't know how to do it talk to god on every single you know basis you better go through any experience that you're apprehensive you don't know about God, what do you want me to do? God, how shall I move? Say it wholeheartedly with great intentionally and great intentions. The most high, you know, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, or whoever you believe, whoever your avenue or your your uh your divine teacher to show you, you know, what it is, go to them and they're gonna to reveal to you how to be able to move, or they're gonna they're gonna show you uh, mercy in situations where you were acting ignorant of, you know, or you want to receive grace or favor in this type of situation because the, the universe and the most high knows your heart, but you're going to have to grow through something so you can, you know, be able to get those access to those different riches and treasures of the most high. You cannot get it unless you grow through something. You can experience a little bit, you know, you don't want to sacrifice. You don't want to give up something to get it. You never get there. You're going to have to have the mindset of, I have to give something up to be able to obtain it, you know, and, and, and whatever you give it up is going to have to be something that's going to affect you on a day to day basis. Something that the, the more you give us something that, you know, you really love and truly did, you know, appreciate, you know, to become closer to God, God's going to give you, you know, so much more than what you can imagine, but you're going to have to continue to live that way. You can't just do it one time and that's it. You know, you're going to have to continue to live that type of person, try to get closer to God on an everyday basis. That's what we're here for, to get closer to God, to have God mindset. Once we understand that and we live that way on a day-to-day -day basis, 
you can be able to touch and influence people around you and they're going to be able to see the God in you and they're going to be activated and they're going to be able to influence and that's how you turn from a negative thing to be able to a positive say you you as an individual you say you you want to you just decide to change right you decide on becoming a better individual whatever have you when you change and you connect to the 30 people these 30 people have two kids apiece so you change and the 30 people will you know will end up seeing from you how to change you know and, and want to better experience change for themselves they're going to show their kids how to change and be able to do it. and you in your energy that you did just from changing how you think or how you view life is going to be able to affect generations down the line down the line because those kids are going to have kids those kids are going to have cousins and friends and uncles and that one little information that one that 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 information that that uh sacrifice that you that you made will be um, basically magnified and it will not be in vain. You know what I mean? The, the, the sacrifices you made will be evident. You know, you can have, and this is what's funny, is you can have a conversation with somebody at a gas station for two minutes and it'll change your entire world, you know, change your entire life. And But the way you get to be in a gas station at that right time to talk to those individuals, if you work in those principles right in regards to making sure that you're giving God glory to honor, you make sure that you're giving, you know, more than you're taking, you know what I mean? Making sure that you, you're helping individuals, making sure that you are, you know, doing, you know, there's being a good individual and that's when you want something, God's going to put you in those positions where you meet in the CEO at the gas station for two minutes and you didn't know where you have your business cards on you, you give them a pitch and they get your idea and they put you on QVC and you make a million dollars the next day. It happens like that. The universe works so fast, so fucking, and it's so large to the fact that anything and everything could change at a fucking millisecond. Do you understand? You just have to you know, position yourself right. You know, Success is when preparation and opportunity meets. So you have to understand life is like a hurry up and wait type of ordeal where you get everything you know that you're supposed to do, get it right. And if you know God got your back, you just got to wait for your blessings to come in because you know that this is from him. Because, I'm, you know, because they give you during during the path and put the different people you need to get whatever you want done or, you know, whatever you want to see achieve in your life. And you will start vibrating those individuals to be able to come to you so you can be able to experience what God has and want for you. Uh, so I just want to put that on my people uh mine who are experiencing any form of depression any form of anxiety any of their stress is i swear on everything take it from a, pe a person who went through it firsthand that is going to be a light at the end of the, it is a light at the end of the tunnel you just have to be you have to want you have to want change for yourself you know what i mean and you cannot you you can choose to be a victim or you can choose to, you know, overcome the adversity that's in your life, giving your God, giving your family, giving yourself, you know, pride in in you and your actions, so you can be able to ha develop character, so you can end up seeing who you are, you know. So you want to make sure that you are embracing these experiences and you're not running away from it. When you run away from your experiences, they're going to end up coming out eventually. You'll end up, you know, coming out in different ways. You end up treating people nasty. You end up doing, you know, just things in a negative way, which you do not, you know, know why it's coming from. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know why you got an attitude or why you just snap on people, or why you don't like women or why you don't like men or why you don't have, why you don't do these type of ordeals if you are running away from the problems. Any problem that you're having, you're going to deal with it directly and you're not going to,
um, you know, you're not going to run it with the problem because those end up uh, that end up deviating you from what your ultimate purpose is in life. So I want y'all to just keep your head up and know that you do have purpose and God never left you and God is with you on a day to day basis. Um, last thing I got to say, every eye is God's, every nose is God's, every ear is God's. So when God wants to see you and touch you, he can see you at any time. When she wants to see you every time or it will see you at any time. So you don't have to worry about God being around because God is there consistently watching you you know like you say uh, you know just watching you on a consistent basis so when you're doing good a guy feel your intentions is pure it's not going to be unnoticed your opportunity is coming you just have to keep your head down keep working and thanking god through the process i want to thank y'all for listening this is cushion solutions i'll talk to y'all next time peace